0: Hey, friends. Welcome back to episode number 122 of the Ops Authority Podcast. I am so excited that you're here today. Not only do we have a very special guest, someone you're going to learn a lot from, someone I'm looking forward to learning a lot from. But before we get going, I wanted to share an opportunity for you to get to know a business pathway that is best for you. We have so many questions about which path is right for a director of operations, a service provider, and we have a quiz that is really spectacular for helping you to get that clarity. Today, we're going to be talking all about clarity, and we want to get you started with heading over to theopsauthority.com forward slash quiz. From there, you're going to find out what kind of business model is going to be best for you. As I mentioned, ladies, we have a very special guest. She is someone who is going to give us a ton of great information, really applicable information. The cool thing about this is she's coming from a completely different side of the brain, we'll call it, than I am usually talking to you guys about. So you guys know that my passion is all around operations, and that would be like the professional side of me. But that personal side, let me just reground you if you don't know my story I was in corporate for 15 years and I found my way out of corporate, still wanting to contribute financially to our family. And I really wanted to stay rooted with the word ease came to me. And so how was I going to provide for my family And still do so in a way that honored my legacy. That was the big shift for kicking me out of corporate. I wanted legacy in a way. I wanted to show up in the best form of myself. And that wasn't happening in corporate. So when I took this jump and this leap of faith and came out and started this business on my own, I rooted myself in those two words, legacy and ease. So how was I going to leverage my God-given skills, the gifts, the abilities that I naturally had in my brain? I knew that's what would bring ease to me. And I am still very, very focused six years later on having that legacy be the driver in all of my decisions. From that work came a lot of the work that I'm teaching you ladies today, which is grounded in your mission, your vision, your values, figuring out which disciplines in operations actually come naturally to you. So we can go all in with that. We are always looking for the path of least resistance to obtain that legacy lifestyle that we so desire. So that's really the professional kind of nerdy, very, very specific, skill-specific space. But I wanted to bring our guest on today, Tanessa Shears. She is going to show you guys and talk about the opposite side. What I just shared with you is my journey. But the other part of this that I really haven't shared a lot about is how did I do that Physically, How did I do that from a wellness perspective? So legacy is extremely important and being able to show... When I say legacy, it means showing up for my family, my household, my spouse, in all of the relationships that I have. So how do I do that? Yes, I talk about the offers and the way that I use my skills and abilities, but there's a whole other side of this. How does Natalie show up as a mother? That's obviously not something that I'm teaching on, but it's something that is incredibly important to me. As I balance the professional and the personal, we're always looking for that elusive balance as women. And our guest today is going to help us to kind of get closer to that and share some really good information that we don't typically talk about, but I feel is incredibly powerful for all of you listeners who are looking for that legacy life. All let me give you a quick introduction of our friend, and we're going to have her in here in just one second, but it is Tanessa Shears. She's a health consultant and the host of the Becoming Limitless podcast. Ladies, I want you to tune into that podcast because I know that it's going to be a great compliment to what you're hearing here. She helps entrepreneurs scale their business by optimizing their health, focus, and productivity with science and biohacking. Her passion is working closely with business owners to implement effective sleep, nutrition, workflow, and stress management strategies to eliminate that brain fog and help them get more done in eight hours than most people get done in a complete week. She does this by optimizing the performance capacity of your body and brain so you can produce more meaningful, impactful work output and scale your business faster. Ladies, is this incredible or what? You're so familiar with a lot of these terms that she has used in her introduction. First ones start with focus and productivity and stress management, effectiveness. All of these things are incredibly important on the operations side. So Tanessa, welcome to this podcast. I'm so excited that we have come together. I know that this is going to be super transformative and very informative for me and I know for every single one of our guests. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me on. I am looking forward to talking about all of this stuff. (laughs) Yes. Awesome. Well, let's dive in. The first word that I saw that actually had a big question mark for me as we have been preparing to have this interview was biohacking. So tell us what biohacking
1: is. Yeah. Isn't that a word though? When I first saw biohacking, I was like, that sounds illegal. Like what kind of stuff is going on here? Tell me more. Is this safe? But think about this. A good synonym for biohacking is like health optimization. It's effectively making changes to your internal environment and your external environment so that you can have more energy, focus, wellness, longevity, and all of that. And the way I like to do biohacking specifically is I'm always looking for ROI as entrepreneurs, we're all about ROI. We want to make sure that we're getting bang for our buck and we're getting return on the energy and time we put in. So with every single health hack or biohack that I put in place with my clients, I'm looking at, am I getting more energy out than I put into something? Cause we don't have time to spend days and hours each day on different health habits. I want to know what's going to work. Let's implement it. What's going to boost my performance fastest.
0: Yes. Next thing right off of that is performance. I know that we as leaders in our careers, leaders in our businesses, leaders in our industry, there's that other part that we have to, it's not just around those offers and how we're going to price them and who we're going to work with. The other piece of this that helps us to get to that peak performance is in your wheelhouse. And I'm really excited for us to talk about those three ways that we can upgrade our brain performance because that brain performance is going to lead to better leadership, more confidence, more more productivity, all the things that we really care about. So let's dive
1: into those three ways. Yeah. So let's talk about the first one. And I always think of this as the foundation. It is looking at what is going on with your sleep. And I know firsthand, like I was someone, when someone first started talking to me about sleep, I remember skipping Instagram stories and being like, I'm fine. No big deal. But when I got actually a tracker and started looking at what was going on. I wasn't getting the full story. And what I was realizing that the time we spend in bed does not have anything to do necessarily with the time we actually spend asleep. And better yet, there are processes that go on while we sleep that make us better entrepreneurs. And if our brain isn't getting that full spectrum of you know deep sleep and dream sleep, we are less creative. We're less able to manage our moods and think of things like when we're getting feedback from clients, I wanna be able to respond effectively and in control without a lot of emotion in it. And I want to be able to think of out of the box problems and solve things for my clients that, you know, I wouldn't be able to. And all of this is fostered by quality sleep. Not just did I close my eyes and wake up the next day. So when it comes to quality
0: sleep, which is something, frankly, as a mother, I think I know I have struggled with, and my kids are a little bit older. They're both teenagers. And so our nighttime routine is much less of a drain on me than it was a decade ago, even five years ago. But getting quality sleep, just even as I age and truly as the responsibilities that I have, I do take it more seriously today. And you said something that really kind of triggers me because I can lay in bed for a long time, but Mm -hmm. I was just telling my husband last night, I said, I've got to turn it off. I've got to turn it off because we were laying in bed, both scrolling on our phones. And I was like, it just has to go away. There's nothing else on the internet I need to see today. And I've tried to be much more conscientious or aware of the amount of time that like, basically to your point, laying does not equal quality rejuvenation, quality, Mm -hmm. you know, sleep. And so turning it off, but do you have any other tips for helping us to kind of get that quality?
1: Yeah, well, one of the most effective things that we can do, and I mean, it's always going to be, depending on our individual schedules, but we have something that our body functions under called a circadian rhythm. It's not as complicated as it sounds. It's basically our bodies all like to follow 24 hour clocks. Our body temperatures go up and down at certain times. Our hormones go up and down at certain times. That's why we get tired at night. But the thing is when we're constantly fluctuating our wake up time and our bedtime, like, you know, during the week, maybe we go to bed at 10, but on the weekends, it's at one. We're missing a lot of the way our body is supposed to function. So for example, you know how you were saying that you were laying there like, I can't fall asleep, I can't fall asleep? Well, at about dusk, this hormone called melatonin is supposed to bump up, right? And that's to help us have good quality sleep and fall asleep. The problem is, is if we start going to bed later and later one night, we miss that hormone peak and then we have trouble getting to sleep. And the crazy thing is this happens in the morning too. Like, you know, those mornings where you wake up and you're just like alert and you're ready to go. And then all of a sudden you sleep in a little bit sometimes and you're like, did I miss the boat? Like, what is going on today? Where's my coffee? The reason behind that is because your body genetically has a certain time. When you get a boost of cortisol and this is good, this wakes us up. But if you're constantly changing the time you're waking up, you're going to miss that upswing of cortisol. So half the time you're going to feel groggy. So what I tell my clients, the first place we need to start is be as consistent as possible with your sleep time and your wake time plus or minus an hour. And yes, even on weekends, we don't expect perfection, but this is the goal you start to aim for.
0: Yeah, these are very, very good tips. I know that we have even in my household. I mean, I my kids get up. We have to get up really early and take them to practices and whatnot. And we wake up around four, four fifty-five, five in the morning, like ridiculous hours. But I've been. I mean, yes, I do my you know my motherly jobs of getting them ready, getting them fed, getting them to practices and whatnot. I come back home and I used to like make myself put on my tennis shoes and go right outside and start that physical activity for the day, get a mile or two in just to kind of wake up. Well, as the seasons have changed, it's dark at 6.20 in the morning now, right? So I've been less reluctant to go out there. And you know what? I've been coming back home, getting in bed, not turning on my phone and getting one more hour of sleep. And I know it's disrupted sleep, but it has made, I feel so much better when I wake up at 730. And yes, I've had to wake up. Yes. It's a little bit more interruptive than I would, that anyone would really like, but I was pressing my body to do something that was really exhausting me long-term because I don't think I was getting, you know, the quality or the quantity. Now it's still, the quality still may not be there because it's interrupted, but I do know that that cortisol feeling that you just described, it's coming to me when I wake up at 7.30, when I wake up at 4.55 and even at 6.30, I don't have that same burst that feels so good and supportive, allows me to get up to really condense. Instead of walking you know, for an hour, I can go for a walk jog and cut that down to forty,
1: you know, 35, 45 minutes, expedite it, come back to my desk sooner and just feel a lot better. Yeah. And you know, what's so interesting on what you're saying, there's a whole field of study called chronobiology. So basically to break that down, we have a gene in our body that determines whether we are naturally early birds or we're naturally not early birds. So my specific chronotype is I am what's called a lion. I'm an early morning bird. So meaning my brain turns on between five and five 30 without an alarm clock every day, but I'm also asleep by nine every single night, right? That's just how my body functions best. So what you might actually be tapping into is that your biology is best suited for that 7.30 wake up. And you're recognizing that your sleep drive is a little higher. So by honoring that, you're setting yourself up for a such clearer, more productive day. Yeah. It's, been making a really big difference. I could
0: tell the difference from when I was kind of forcing myself to check those boxes here. All of the listeners that you're talking to today, we are super structured. We, We love the checklist. We love an agenda and we will override whatever we quote unquote should do to accomplish the checking of those boxes. And that's what I felt like I was doing. And when it just took a couple of days and really focusing in on the feeling I had when I honored my body, I was like, ooh, wait, this is kind of cool. I should try this more and more. And so that's how I got to this point. And and through different seasons of life, even different seasons of business, right? Of course, our our children dictate a lot of our sleep schedules, but they don't have to, you're in control. You can put your kids to sleep. They don't know (laughs) the difference, at least at a young age. But whenever we really start to honor what it is that works best for us, that circadian rhythm that is yours, I've seen a big difference in my
1: productivity. Tell us about the second thing. Yeah. The second one is actually to do with a way you can optimize your food so that you don't have that two to 3 p.m. energy slump. So that is single-handedly one of the biggest things that my clients come to me and they complain about is like, I'm great until 2 PM. I don't know what happens. I fall apart. Then the work after that is like poor. It's not very focused. And then I just crash onto the couch for Netflix. And I just really can't be bothered to do anything else. And sometimes what I find is when we start looking at the food intake that we're having, this can have a severe impact on our energy. So I'll give you a really good example. I'm all for eating a well-balanced diet. And I love a lot of carbs in my diet. However, Think about the last time you had a really big pasta meal or something that was heavy in bread. What essentially happens is whenever you eat a carb-dense meal, our blood sugar goes up and so does a hormone called insulin. And what goes up? goes down and so does our energy, right? And that's often when we're experiencing that crash. So when I'm looking at the lunches of the entrepreneurs I work with, they're quick grab things because they're in the middle of a workday. They don't want to make something fancy. They're just going to grab a quick bowl of pasta or I used to be guilty. Give me a bowl of Honey Nut Cheerios. Like I'm a happy camper that way. Like give me a sandwich, something bready. And what we find is that need for convenience that we're satisfying is unfortunately with foods that are causing that energy rush up and then a crash down. So what I actually recommend is when we're looking at our food, specifically on days where I'm working in my business for breakfast and lunch, I do like to keep them lower carb, high vegetable, high protein, high fat. So think of things like, you know, you can just heat up some salmon and some extra Brussels sprouts or throw a sweet potato in there or do some eggs and avocado for breakfast. And then I put my carbs in at dinner. So if I'm going to have my rice or if I'm going to have pasta or something like that, it's going to be at dinner where if I do happen to have a little, bit of an energy dip after that, good thing it's my bedtime soon, but I am not letting that interfere with how my brain works while I'm trying to grow my business.
0: Very, very smart. So I am a big advocate of making sure we get lots of protein and all of that just from a brain health perspective. And I was very guilty of doing that convenience lunch for me. I'm not, I'm not very hungry in the mornings. So I can go really, really late into the afternoon, like 11, 12 to two o'clock. That's kind of when I first start thinking about food. Not the best by the way, but not that long ago, I would go straight to crackers and cheese that fast. What can I have in between calls? sometimes I would just do cheese and a meat roll up, you know, something really, really quick. And for me, it really came down to being aware that the dairy was actually slowing me down. And someone kind of challenged me to look a little bit deeper into that. And it was dairy for me that was hurting. But I mean, come on, I love some good pasta. I know my kids need a lot of carbs just for the amount of activity that they do. So we cook a big thing of rice or pasta on the weekends, and they eat it all week long. And I would find my little my little plate finding its way to the pasta at lunch. And that is not for mom and dad. <laughs> we need to stick to the protein vegetables. We we do a lot of salads and, and protein salads at lunch, but you know, for a while there, I definitely was going to either pasta or crackers and cheese. And whenever I removed those, not in, you know, not in totality, I'm not one of those that's going to take something away and never bring it back for any good reason, because, you know, there's an occasion where I may want some crackers and cheese for lunch, but it couldn't be the go-to anymore. And I found a really, for me, I had a suggestion from someone that I was working with at the time. And they told me, why don't you try some raspberries and some cashews or walnuts as a snack? And I thought, oh my gosh, that's never going to fill me up. But you know what? I feel satiated. I feel energized. I feel kind of good and proud of myself when I'm eating that. You know, it's not my lunch, by the way. It's a snack that I have at my desk. But when I have those dips, instead of wanting crackers and cheese that wasn't serving my energy and to your body of work, that brain fog that I was experiencing, that dip later on, it wasn't because I was eating too many calories or I was eating too many carbs. I was simply just not eating the things that allow me to be in optimal performance. And so one little tweak of berries and a, a nut really made me feel so much better. So I try to keep those on
1: hand at all times. Yeah, that's so true. Everyone is so individual. That's why I know one thing that you'll find on the internet will work for everyone, whether it be a launch plan or whether it be, you know, with our food. And that's one of the things that I often encourage is keep a pencil and a paper beside your desk and write down within the one to three hours after you eat your meal, are you feeling any unwanted symptoms? And I'm talking about things like you're hungry again, right away, Or are you tired or does your brain go foggy? Do you lose focus? Do you have stomach aches, bloating? Anything that does not feel light, content and satisfied, start noting that down because we need to take responsibility for our own energy and everyone is different. Like by doing this process, I found that when I eat broccoli and quinoa, my stomach feels so hollow and hungry, like I'm starving, even though I just ate. And that's telling me there's probably something going on that's not suiting me and it's gonna create brain fog. So by just having a pen and paper there, you can watch during your work week being like, oh, I noticed when I have that for lunch, I really got a weird dip in the afternoon. Let's not do that next week and see if I feel better. And it is amazing what you can learn just by keeping that pen and paper on hand. Yeah. Staying focused and honestly
0: tapping into this because we get so busy at our desks. We get so busy with the checklist that we have. Just like if you are going to be, you know, time tracking to make sure that you're being that you're using your time efficiently and effectively do the same thing. When you go to track those things, check in with your body, like how are you feeling and really keep that idea ahead of you of brain fog and turn the brain fog into how can I address any of these feelings that I'm having so that I can perform optimally. The more optimally that any of us can perform, whether it's at our desk, on a call, in a podcast recording, on a sales call, creating, doing some tech work, whatever it is, the more optimally we can do that, the better we're going to show up, the faster we're going to get it done and the more free time you're going to have to return to your family, to the things that bring you a whole lot of joy. I'm really, really excited that we're having this conversation because it's not a traditional conversation that we have here. And I love that your focus is specifically on entrepreneurs. So let's dive into that third way that we can upgrade our performance.
1: Yeah. I like to think of it as looking at the way that your body is managing stress or your energy specifically. And it is one of those things that as entrepreneurs, we our horizons are always moving. We're just like, yeah... When I get through this next launch, when I get my next client next year, after this, after this, then I will start taking care of my health or I'll start watching my stress or whatever. It never comes. Our horizons are always moving. And so what I find is that when I'm working with clients, what I'm seeing over and over again is just not only there is no time to turn off our brains, the inability to turn off and what gets worse than that. We think that we're turning off and we're not. I mean, we are all guilty of sitting down on the couch to watch some Netflix and we're also scrolling Instagram. Like this is not turning your brain off. We are getting to the end of your Netflix show and you don't feel any better than when you sat down, even though you're telling yourself, this is me time. I'm recharging, but you don't feel any better. But instead of playing like, this isn't working. We just watch another episode and think that that is it. And they roll into each other. Right. And so what I often like to explain to my clients is that it doesn't have to do with the activity that you're doing. It has to do with what's going on in your brain. And this is so cool. So while you're listening to this episode right now, and while you and I are having this conversation, our brainwaves are in a frequency called beta. We're alert. We're focused we're paying attention. You're probably thinking, oh, this is cool. Or where can I learn more about this? You've got questions popping out. That's called beta. This is what we want to be in for work. This is fantastic. However, we also need to spend some time in a brainwave state called alpha. Alpha is more relaxed. It's laid back. It's kind of got a loose focus. It's where your brain can take everything you've loaded on during the day, and unload so that you can perform better tomorrow, but it doesn't always have to do with the activity. So here's a good example. Sometimes my clients will be like, yeah, I was reading. I definitely had some time off. I said, what are you reading? And they're like, well, I got this really good business book. And I said, I don't know about you, but the last time I've read a business book, I've got a highlighter, two pens, four sticky notes. And I'm like, (laughs) this is content. I know who can benefit from this. This is going to be great. That's not Alpha wave activity. That is beta activity. However, when I'm curling up at the end of the night with like a rom-com or like something fluffy and light and I'm cozied in and, you know, I'm just ready for the end of the night, I can feel myself melting into the pillow. That is the alpha wave activity I'm talking about. And I'm going to tell you, I don't plan an hour to read. I'm a mom. I've got a baby right now. I get 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. and my brain gets to completely just melt and I get to take myself offline. And I talk about this as the difference between the energy of doing, which is what we're in all day, and the energy of being. We're not human doings, we're human beings, yet we spend all of our time doing, no time being. And then we're like, why doesn't this life feel anything like I wanted it to? And you talk about ease. There's no ease in the life of someone who is always doing. If you want a sustainable business, you need to have a sustainable brain that will take you there.
0: This is fascinating. I believe of, of the three ways that you have shared with us, Tanessa, I can tell you that I think that this is the one that we are going to struggle with the most because we you're talking to a lot of human doings, including myself. And we take a lot of pride in that, right? And so rewiring ourselves to not only just do it and to transition to another state, but also to prioritize it and to know it. I think if we knew more about, you know, is there a certain amount, you know, we're all about the numbers and analyzing over here, but is there a certain amount of time throughout a day where we should shift into alpha? Is there breaks in the day? Should we interrupt it? Should it really be an AM, PM thing? Or is it just really individualized?
1: You know what the fun thing is, is I used to think that I was one of those people who was too hustly and I'm using air quotes and you can't see me, or I shouldn't be so productive because these are masculine traits. These are really aggressive traits. Where's, you know, you need to be feminine and lean back and all of this kind of stuff like that. But I started recognizing, and I mean, having seen so many different people, we all have a perfect ratio for us of being versus doing. And for me, I feel like 70% of the time, if I'm doing at 30% of the time I'm being, that works for me. But when I start to notice, here's how you can tell if you're doing too much. You get the tension in your neck. maybe your chest gets a little tight, your breathing isn't as deep anymore. maybe your stomach feels tense. it maybe is this overwhelm? Am I anxious right now? What am I worried about? That's how you could tell that you haven't been making enough time for being. So there's two strategies I'm going to give you that will really help you take time out for that. And number one is super easy. And I do it between every client call. I do a very quick body scan. And what I look at is, oh, shake my head out. What's going on? Where's my tension right now? And for me, it's always in my jaws and it's always in my neck. And that cues me just to relax it out. And this is what I mean. Like, we don't have to have these intense one hour blocks of bubble baths. I think that's where we just give up on the idea that that can fit our schedules. But like, okay, all right. What's going on right now? Check in. What am I feeling? What doesn't feel right right now? And then if I am feeling that kind of, that vibe that I don't like, I like to remind myself that I'm safe because our brains, if our bodies think we're always at work, even if we're not, it doesn't feel safe. So I'm constantly having to say, I'm safe. Everything's fine. Like reminding my body that, you know, you're not in danger right now. If you're waking up in the middle of the night going, oh my gosh, 2 a.m. I've got so much stuff to do tomorrow. Or if you're sitting there at night trying to fall asleep going, what am I going to do tomorrow? Did I get everything done? Your body does not think it's safe. It still thinks it's at work. So you need to recondition that and be like, hey, check it out right now. You're fine. You don't need to be doing this. Number one is that little bit of a check-in. Number two, so I get that like, we're not all gonna be like, that works for me. So I have something that almost is foolproof and I love it. It is an app that I read about in a textbook called Brain FM. Now I want you to picture this. This app is like having a remote control for your brain states. So when I put on relax, my it literally in the music, there is alpha frequency sound and my brain, our brains love to sync with things. It syncs with the alpha brainwaves and helps lower our energy state into a more relaxed state. Like I had a client and she could not access that really recharged feeling after she had even 15 minutes of relax. And I introduced her to this and she's like, oh my gosh, I'm doing alpha brainwave time. And it's such a different feeling. And so I find that if you're having trouble really like getting your body out of doing then by using this app, you can coax your body into understanding it in a way that's more supported. And I really like this. And then the fun thing is that app also has, you know, frequencies for deep sleep, meditation. The focus one is fire. If you have to write any like block copy or newsletter sequences or anything like that. You go on that focus track and I swear, if I'm talking like six newsletters banged out in two hours kind of thing. Like that is my kind of productivity, but those are my favorite two hacks for that. Wow. Thank
0: you so much. Does this lady just sound, she's like the yin to my yang. And I know we could sit down at a table and nerd out all about business just as much as we need to be talking about this other piece. Thank you so much for being here. This is such rich, deeply needed information that I need that our audience needs and is really just ultimately it's super important to our total performance, which the reason I wake up every single day is to help women to transform their lives so that they can truly live the legacy life that they dream of living and we can move that out of a dreamy state into a real state. I know I'm aware that this work that you have talked about today is incredibly important in reaching that state. It can't just all be about grit, those masculine motions that you had had mentioned earlier. And I can totally do all of those things because I can be a hustler. I can be the human doing with no problem. So, And I think a lot of our audience can do the same thing. But I know that Everything that you have shared is incredibly impactful. It'll help us on this journey to get to the visionary state that we have for ourselves. With every single episode of the Ops Authority podcast, we want our audience to take action on the information that you have consumed. We're not just come here, spend a half an hour with us and see what you can tuck away in your big, big brain. We actually want you to take something away and put it into action. That's what we're all about here. So today. One of the last tips that Tanessa shared with us is about that body scan. The next time you're sitting at your desk and you feel that tightness that comes in, and we do this, ladies, it may be when you're preparing for a sales call, when you're preparing to do something uncomfortable, whether, you know, maybe there's some resistance in a client relationship that you have. Maybe it is in writing that sales sequence that none of us probably love doing. Maybe it's that you're having to create a graphic for yourself, and that's just not your zone of genius as a business. Business owner and in our big, vast careers, we're always going to have those things that don't feel great. And we can, a lot of times we deprioritize them until we just absolutely have to. But what would happen when that challenge came to us and we just did that body scan, we check literally from head to toe, start to feel and see where you're holding tension. And I want to ask you for the Ops activity of this week, head on over to theopsinsiders.com. You'll join our private Facebook group where we continue the conversation from the podcast every single week. The Ops activity for this episode is to do that body scan, and I want you to tell us where that tension resides in your body. I know this sounds a little crazy, but I feel it in my chest, truly in my sternum sometimes. It used to be my shoulders, and I don't know what the circumstances are, but when i I'm feeling really, really tense. I start to feel it in my sternum. My shoulders start to slump forward. And honestly, from a postural perspective, clearly that's not allowing me to feel most optimal. And so opening up and truly it starts with being aware. So head on over to theopsinsiders.com. We would love to know that you are doing that body scan and then helping you to be more aware. Tell us where that tension is. So Tanessa. I would love for our audience to get to know you a little bit more. This has been really rich.
1: Thank you again. Tell us where they can find you and how you work with your clients. Yeah. Well, everything you'll ever want to know about the fun and biohacking stuff is obviously on my podcast, Becoming Limitless. But I put out daily content on my Instagram at Tanessa Shears, and it's always different stuff. Everything from the stress stuff to the sleep, to the movement, to the food, things that you can actually take action on. But beyond that, if you're finding things, especially like the app that I talked about with brain FM, and you're just like, where can I get more of that? I put together a PDF called 12 ways to biohack your energy. And if you're waking up tired, you're going through that midday slump. This has the top 12 biohacks that I've done with my clients that create the biggest results. So you can get that at tanessashearscom energy. Awesome. We'll also put that in
0: the show notes to make
1: sure that you can access it as quick as possible.
0: This sounds so amazing. I know I'm personally going to go head over there right now. Thank you so much for sharing as much as you have. And I look forward to staying in touch.